Uh, any, <laughs> before I get started, I want to dedicate this to my grandma, um, who I wouldn't be telling this story without. Uh, she's very responsible for this story in many ways. And I want to dedicate it to my brother, who is a Mondo fisherman. The story is uh, being told by a weirdo from Talkeetna in a Talkeetna tuxedo, and it's called A Tale of T Ugly Tales, Mondo Burbot Fishing. I got into subsistence living uh, when I moved into Talkeetna a few years ago, and when you get into subsistence living, you start looking for things to eat. And so I got into like uh, burbot fishing because somebody told me, they were like, oh, there's this really ugly fish, and it tastes like lobster. I was like, hell yeah. My brother got into burbot fishing because he heard that it was called a lawyer fish. And uh, no offense to any lawyers out there, but their heart is next to their butthole. <laughs> With descriptions like this, who wouldn't be hooked, you know? Uh, the first winter that I got into doing this, you know, I'm like living up there and it's like find a place to go look for burbot, right? And then I find out that the place is really far away. So it's like, okay, next lesson is buy a snow machine. And then the next lesson is go out there and like, okay, you got to put spruce boughs on like on the hole and then like attach your line to that so the beavers don't eat it. And then all the lessons keep on piling up. And then finally, like I have these very atypical Alaskan experiences of, you know, like learning that you need to put duct tape underneath your eyes so that you don't get frostbite on the way out to the lake. And then uh, also having your brother hold the starter on uh, the side of the snow machine while you pull it just so you can get off the lake. After we get done with all that, that entire winter, I got one fish and then flew to Hawaii. And I was like, you know, the guy coming off the airplane with like frostbite all over my face. And they're like, oh, cool. You're a burbot fisher. No, nah, it's not what they said at all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the next year, uh, like I get into this, like fast forward and now-ish, you know, it's like um, fall and summer coming along, you know, like basically uh, when summer ha hits, you know, it's falls here already. So I'm like, <laughs> let's go fish for burbot again. And I find a spot, which I'm not going to tell you about. You can check the internet. You spot poachers. And <laughs> I go down to this spot and I start fishing from like 8 p.m. till about 2 a.m. in the morning. Burbot like to eat, you know, at night. And it's boring. It's like the worst thing ever. Like in the winter, it's really cool because you just show up and check your lines and you take off. In the summer, fall, it's, it's horrible. And it's like, I don't drink, so it's extra horrible. And I don't like smoking jazz cabbage in the dark with bears everywhere. So it's, it's pretty, pretty bad. So at some point, I have this miraculous like moment where I'm like, oh, you can just set line in the summer. And I'm like, why did it take me so long to figure this out? <laughs> so I start leaving lines out there, and then it's, it's great because like, I get back to my normal life. I'm no, more, no longer sleep deprivated. I get back to my normal life of like going to bed you know, on time and then waking up and going out there and checking the lines. And, you know, you go out there, some days you got to fish, some days you don't, you know. But I'm more or less reeling them in at this point because I'm a pro. <laughs> One day I go out there and I'm like checking the lines. And, you know, you get used to when you check the lines. It's like sometimes they snag on the way in, right? Is um, you get stuck on a log, get stuck on a rock, get stuck on your ego, you know, <laughs> something like that. And um, I'm pulling this one line in and I'm just like, shit. It, it's a log, you know, I'm pulling it in, pulling it in, pulling it in. 
And it's coming in, and finally, like, within, like, five to ten feet of coming in, as burbot fishing is not very exciting, within five to ten feet of, like, pulling it in, as the water just goes... There's just, like, water going everywhere. It's like Jaws is there, you know. I just watched Jaws before I came up here, so frame of reference. It's <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Godzilla's coming out of the water, like, I'm going to mess you up, man. I pulled a fish out, and I'm like, damn, that fish is big. And I had my f uh, measuring tape with me. I don't know why. It was, like, measuring tape. So I, like, pull it out and, like, measure the fish. And it's, like, 32, like, 35 inches or something. And so I'm like, wow, that's a Mondo. And so you're like, well, what the what the hell is a Mondo, right? Is uh, My brother, Brian, who's in, in the crowd right now, is uh, he has a podcast called Trophy Talk. And you can call in, but he'll only talk to you about Mondos. And Mondos are big fish. Big, big fish. And, like, I, I've called him a few times. He's hung up on me. He hangs up on my little brother all the time. He's like, that eh, ain't a Mondo. You know? <laughs> and so I call him up. And I'm like, dude, I got a Mondo. You know, like that. And it's like I already checked Google. It's like, yo, Google, what's the biggest uh, uh, fish, you know, in, you know, what's the biggest burbot? And they're like 32 inches. And I was like, ha, ha. 35, you know, like that type of deal. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I take it to get weighed uh, by my neighbor Khaki, and uh, it ran a 10-pound scale off off the chart, which is big, you know, that type of deal. I'm like, okay, what do I do with this? And it's like, well, you should probably call Fish and Game. They call Fish and Game, and, uh, you know, basically they're like, where'd you get it? And I'm like, don't you, wouldn't you like to know, <laughs> basically? <laughs> And I go, like, show up, uh, they, they tell me to go down to Palmer, you know, and get it weighed, that, that type of deal. And I'm like, okay, cool. Go down to Palmer, and, you know, this is the time of the Rona, and it's like, okay, well, what do I do? Am I going to die, like, getting my fish measured, you know? I live in Matsu, and, like, they, we really don't take the virus very seriously up there. <laughs> Just fair warning if you're going to go to Talkeetna is... um. So I go inside and I'm like, you know, I got my mask on, my best stay the hell away with, from me with your germs attitude. And uh, thankfully they've all got masks on. They're like, go around back, you know. And so I go around back and there's this lady and she's like, okay, get the fish. And I'm like, all right. And I go over and like hang it on the scale and it says zero pounds. And it's like, she didn't know how to use a scale. It's her first time doing this. <laughs> and so she, uh, we would figure out you had to use the scale together, and it's like 9.9 .9 pounds. And it's like, yep, that's a trophy fish. And I'm like, cool. And I put the fish back in my car, you know, like, cool, that type of deal. And she's like, uh, yeah, um, can you get the fish again? I'm like, <sighs> go out there and get the fish, and you have to take it inside to get it measured, right? And I take it inside to get it measured, and it's uh, for the first time in history, a man's description of something being a certain length is actually shorter than what it actually was. It ended up being 37 inches. She measures it, and I'm like, okay, look, what happens now? Do I get a hat in the mail that says big fish energy? You know, like, what's the, what's the deal now? And she, uh, she's like, I don't know. You're going to get something or whatnot. And so it's like, okay. Yeah, I leave there, and I'm like, hey, can you send me a photo, like, you know, so that all my dog's Instagram followers know that, you know, I actually did this. And uh, Wide Open Sages on Instagram, if you want to follow my cute dog. <laughs> uh, 
I get home, and about a week later, a certificate shows up in the mail, and it says, congratulations on your big old fish that you caught at location undisclosed. <laughs> and I'm, like, pretty excited about this. Like, anybody that comes over to my house now is, like, going to know, you know, that, yeah, you caught this big trophy burbot, or, like, the people at Michael's that frame it, you know, I'm cheap. Is um and uh people around Talkeetna now are like basically like, Oh, what are you like a trophy burbot fisherman? And I was like, This is weird, you know, this is too weird. And uh my neighbor's been starting to call me the Burbot King because he's like, You caught a whopper, you know, that that type of deal. But you know, if you paid attention to my tale and you can use Google, then someday you too will be a trophy burbot fisherman or person. Thanks for listening to my story. R. I. P. George Floyd. <laughs>